Hello, it's Tina Anderson with BattlegroundFitness.com and my monthly podcast, Get Fit, Stay Healthy. And this, my friends, is show number 42 and part of my holiday survival. Sort of uh, ironic that we even feel the need to survive what is supposed to be such a fun, joyous time. But we all know the stress that can accompany this time of the year. Well, not this year. I repeat, the No Stress Holiday Express. Doors are opening and I've got a seat saved just for you. Your seven rules for survival. Host them and abide by them and any others that will help you truly enjoy and appreciate the next 40 days or so. Part two following this will be at the beginning of December and it will focus really on the lucky seven health and fitness related rules. These are a little bit different and please subscribe so you don't miss them. Okay. All right. So here we go. Rule number one, say no without guilt or a reason. In most cases, you don't owe an explanation for not attending a gathering or some sort of function. If preparing or attending a social event is really going to result in more stuff to do in your already crowded schedule, and if attending is not going to provide genuine connectedness with people that are important to you, why say yes? You probably won't be really truly, quote, present and truly in the moment when you're there. You know how you attend functions with sort of superficial conversations and or you have that, your mind is preoccupied with something else. Oh my goodness, for Pete's sake, we've all done that. Well, spend time instead with your family or with someone important, a friend you haven't seen for a while. Spend your time carefully. Say no without guilt or a reason. Rule number two during the holidays is exception to rule number one. Okay, I'm a social and emotional eater, so parties with big dessert tables can really trigger me. In fact, if I'm at a party and it's kind of boring, I get there and I just don't find people that interesting. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you, right? It does happen. And what'll happen is I'll start to focus on the food and I'll start to gravitate towards that. And I get really tripped up. Or just as bad, I'm around a big food pusher. And of course, he or she is the one that spent hours creating the carb-loaded, sugary masterpieces. And one or two decadent eating outings can really throw me back into a vicious cycle in which I start focusing on what I can or can't have all day, my old patterns. So I have to protect myself from this during the time of the year when I'm exposed to it much more. So rule number one is say no without guilt or an explanation, but rule number two is an exception to the explanation. So if I'm at a larger gathering, I will politely and graciously explain as someone tries to throw food in my face or how come you haven't eaten or get some dessert or whatever, that I'm trying very hard to focus and appreciate the relationships or my family. And then I'm going to get around and talk to everybody first. And then I promise I'm going to head over and grab some food. But right now I'm so anxious to talk to everybody that I miss and I can't wait to connect with. And I'll use that. And oftentimes it's true, not always, but I can use that. Or I can put some food on my plate that I don't care for at all, push it around a little bit on the plate before I toss it. But typically I'll say that and I'll stay away from the danger zone. I won't even head over to that area because I know what it can do to me. And it really does take you out of that uncomfortable equation. And it puts you in a position in which you do talk to people and you've set boundaries for yourself and you've spoken openly about your intentions. So it kind of gets you out of, oh, well, you're being so good, and I wish I had your willpower, and 
Oh, just eat. It's the holidays, and I get this one all the time. You can eat. You work out all the time. You'll burn the calories off. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, I eat just as much food as I need pretty much every day. So if I go splurge at party after party after party, I have excess calories. So I have to be really careful. But if I give this explanation, I have a legitimate reason to run around talking to people and being really interested or pretending that I am. And I'm not such a boring killjoy because not eating at parties and passing up on all the good food, it, it, it does kind of damper parties at times. I'll be honest with you. I've been around people like that. My bodybuilding friends sometimes, oh my gosh, no fun. And I do deal with the aftermath as a trainer and instructor when you don't plan for those parties and you end up overeating again and again and again. Old patterns return easily and quickly and you have to program yourself all over again, right? You can do so well for three, four weeks and then you have two or three days off and you've got to start all over again. And the studies show it's true. You do have to reprogram all over again. Who wants to do that? Not me. Okay, rule number three, operate as Gumby. You might have to Google Gumby if you're young, but he was a 1967 green clay humanoid character in a popular television series. And yes, he's clay, but he's not like the solid clay pot kind of guy. He was flexible and bendable. And I want you to, quote, go Gumby when needed over the next month or so. Take everything more in stride. Don't let a distracted driver ruin your morning. Take the 6.30 p.m. class if you're running late from work, even if it's not your favorite, even if you want to do the 5.30, whatever, take the 6.30. Try to be a voice of calm or reason in the supermarket when the line gets too long or when people are pushing and shoving in narrow aisles. You know, in other words, be flexible with your life, with yourself and with others. I'm not saying to let others walk all over you, but simply bend a little bit more and go with the flow. You'll release less cortisol in your system, and that will help you prevent weight gain and even getting sick. Go with the flow. Go Gumby. Rule number four, leave open spaces mentally and physically. I don't know about you, but during the holidays, it seems like there's just so much more stuff around me to listen to, to read, to watch, to take in. And I love decorations. I love all the stuff. I really do. There's so much more of it. So between Thanksgiving and Christmas and any other occasions you celebrate, there is more stuff. We need free, open, quiet places to decompress and gather our thoughts. Can you take a walk at lunch? Can you take an hour or two to get away from the hustle and bustle? Yes, you can sit down in your quiet house and read for 30 minutes, something enjoyable that doesn't make your brain work too hard. You can do that. Of course you can. Decompress, maybe read a mystery or a novel or suspense or something that takes you away for a while. Better yet, meditate or spend time in prayer. Create and use open spaces so you can enjoy the rest of your busy, hectic time without the negative effect of the natural chaos that comes with the holidays. Rule number five, reach out and touch someone in need, or at least just reach out and touch someone. Adopt a family. Schedule time to volunteer with your family, even a morning or one afternoon. One time is all you need to be filled and to make a difference. I like shopping for kids as a secret Santa and helping out with food donations, but there's nothing like face-to-face -face giving and receiving. It can be life-changing this time of the year. You will more than survive the holidays with that. You will thrive. Number six, Balance your time and efforts. Now, yes, I just mentioned 
reaching out and touching someone. And I also mentioned creating open spaces. These all work together if you have a master plan and a focus. Time is what most of us say we need more of, right? I'm so busy. I don't have time. Ah, I can't handle anymore. Oh, my God. Of course, I live there too. But the holiday season demands more time and effort. And there's just not any more of you to go around, is there? So think carefully about where you spend your precious time and in what kind of effort. Do you really need to volunteer for one more project at your kid's school? If you do, make sure it's not for your ego. Hey, I've been there but because they desperately need the help. And if you can squeeze in that extra volunteering, ponder another recipient that might need it more. When you reach out and touch someone, maybe it should be someone new or something new, something that ties you into the spirit of the holidays. Here's a visual and a cue that I think will help you remember how this all works. Okay, if you can, close your eyes. You're walking down the street with tons of bags on one arm, like three or four bags hanging from one arm. And then on the other arm or in your hand, you have two cartons of eggs. And you're getting kind of off balance and your shoulders are starting to hurt a little bit. And then, of course, there's puddles on the ground. It's been raining or it's been snowing and you're trying to get around the puddles without stepping and you start to juggle the items and you're trying to pay attention to what you can't control, which is the puddles on the ground that you can't control. It's just there. And you start to lose your balance walking. And what happens? Well, you could start to fall, right? Well, if you start to fall, you'll probably drop something, right? Well, if you fall, you might injure yourself, right? Or if you drop something, it might break or get destroyed, right? Getting out of balance is not good. As you say yes to things, use that visual. Am I walking balanced with this decision or am I starting to fall? Yes, reach out and touch someone. Yes, create open spaces. But balance your time and efforts carefully, much more carefully during the holiday season. And rule number seven, decide your reason for the season and your focus of appreciation. Do you simply go through the emotions during the holidays and deal with them? I'm not here to say change your attitude. Uh, yeah, but it would probably be a good idea. Is there a family tradition that you can start or continue to give this time of the year more meaning? Is there something from your past that makes this time of the year difficult? Can you walk a new path in this year and let go and start anew? Give an earnest effort to connect to one aspect of this season, just one aspect of it. On the other hand, are you out looking for the trendy decorations and already worried about getting your house perfect? Are you worried about serving the perfect meal, having the perfect outfit? Anything with perfect in it creates the possibility of a letdown. Uh, yeah, let's not go there. Let's not go there. If your reason for the season is to bathe in the accoutrements and decorations, that's fine. But Take another step if that's your gift and passion and use it. What about offering your gift to a homeless shelter or to a family in need? Decorate someone's window or get them a small tree. What about if you're into cooking or meals? You could do something with that too. None of this hitting home? Pick some people to write a personal note to. Pick out some meaningful cards. Uh, I don't mind those Christmas cards with the printed, you know, greetings from the Johnson's, whatever. But if I get a handwritten card from somebody, boy, is that special. Does someone in your life bring joy or laughter or do they support you? 
Well, write a personal note. It's a personal reason for the season. It could be just that for you this year. Write a gratitude list each morning. Read about those who have made sacrifices or find a new hero. This really isn't about surviving in rule number seven, is it? It's really about enjoying and appreciating more than time off from work, more than time with your relatives, more than time off from helping your kids with homework or running them around doing errands. It's about the joy and fulfillment you get from going past surviving the craziness and instead managing it in a way in which you feel rejuvenated and soul-filled. What a concept, huh? Personally, one thing I like to do is walk the Stations of the Cross at my church. It's a quiet, solemn time for me, and it's one way in which I feel connected to why my family celebrates Christmas. And Thanksgiving? What about a lovely family discussion or a fun family game? Or volunteering? So many options, so many more options, guys, than what I've discussed here. Please enjoy this season and look forward to 2012, renewed and invigorated by saying no more, passing on the food and focusing on your relationships, by reaching out and touching someone, by going gumby on yourself, by creating open spaces physically and mentally, by balancing your time and efforts so you don't fall, and by knowing your personal reason for the season, and appreciating it. Next segment, again, we will focus on how to do that with your health and fitness. It's a good one. My seven lucky rules. And of course, it'll be simple and practical if you'll just do them. Until then, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world, especially this time of the year. Find something to laugh about every day. And please... You know, I'm always begging you, manage your stress before it manages you. This is Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness and Get Fit, Stay Healthy, asking you to do the same. Oh, and don't forget, let's connect on social media. My new blog site is up. My designer at this moment is still putting it together, but it's up. It's TinaAndersonOC.com. I will start blogging soon. I'm on Facebook under Tina Anderson OC. I'm on Twitter, Tina Anderson OC. I'm on YouTube, brand new channel, Tina Anderson OC. I really want to hear from you. I've got challenges going. I've got three-day cleanses going. I'm posting pictures. I've got success stories. And I've got uh, meaningful journeys and people sharing all kinds of stuff. So join us, please. You're not in this alone. I'll catch you shortly, the beginning of December, for Holiday Survival Part 2.